Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. The Giving Starts With You podcast is all about, you know, highlighting um, change makers and individuals who have gone through a tough transformation. And um, the reason I do that is because I do want to try to, to do my part and end loneliness. And I want everybody who's listening to know that no matter what the, what they're feeling or, you know, just, yeah, how they're feeling day to day or the challenges that they have, that there are always, always people in similar situations. We all have different stories. We all have different emotions and, and levels of emotion. But if you're hearing this today, you know, if, yeah, anyways, this is just what the show is about. So today I am so, so, so honored to introduce to you my new Canadian friend. This is Elizabeth Jean Olivia Gagnon. Hi, Elizabeth, how are you? I am good, and you? I'm great, I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I just wanna tell people a little bit about you. There's so much to say, and I'm gonna put it all in the show notes, but the highlights are have to be set. So, she is known as Mrs. Liz, or Miss Liz, by the way. So she's the founder and creator of Miss Liz's Tea Parties, Tea Times, and host of Tea Time with Miss Liz, making a difference one cup at a time. Liz is a survivor of extreme abuse and a flower towards humanity. I love that so much. As she makes big changes in the world by creating magical events where people come together to share their stories of trauma, triumph, and she still pushes through the pain. She is also the founder and creator of the Teabag Story Award and a strong advocate for change. We need to find out what this Teabag Story Award is. Um, Liz is so many things. She's a humanitarian. She's an author. She's a keynote speaker. She has co-written three books that I'm sure she's going to tell us about. And honestly, most importantly, she's just an incredible human being, and she is helping so many people every day, and she's dedicated her life to try to help others with theirs. So thank you for being on the show. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. So Liz... You've been through some stuff and, you know, there's a lot of transformation there that I know that are going to, you know, is going to help our listeners. And sometimes it's tough to talk about things. And, um, but I think, I think you're really going to help people today. So if you feel comfortable, I would love to hear a bit about your story and who you are and uh, yeah, take us to those moments. 
Well, first off, thank you for having me here. Uh, my story began at the age of four. That's when my the tea started. Uh, I got my first cup of tea from my Oma when I was four. And as a little kid, of course, you want to drink it really fast and all that. So she's like, no, 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 when she was from Germany. So, uh, so I thought I did something wrong as a little girl. And she said, we're going to do this a second time. So she gave me a second cup. And she said, now I want you to sit. I want you to recharge, reflect, and release. Well, I really didn't understand what she was trying to tell me at the age of four with those words, right? Because you don't even understand what those words are. Like, what is grandma saying? All these RR words, like, right? <laughs> and with the German accent, it almost sounded like I was in trouble. But as I got older, I understood that she was giving me a tea of life. But also at the age of four, my life changed. My innocence was taken from me. I was molested and raped by my uncle for many years. Uh, and then I became pregnant and lost a daughter to stillborn for my uncle at the age of 14. So, and then I got, uh, I got sold for $2 from my father on uh, my wedding day. There was an exchange between my ex-husband and my uh, father. And uh, so, yeah, and then it was just more abuse from him, domestic violence and that. And I've overcome being stabbed, shot and poisoned and over 600 beatings in 16 years. And I know that I'm here for a reason. And I just always had this fighting spirit not to give up. And I always had my tea. I always turned to my tea. And then turned to the tea for those three things that my grandma told me was recharge, reflect, and release. And that's exactly what I do, is I recharge myself knowing that whatever comes my way, I can always get back up. You know, you can recharge the battery and, and try again. You know, just get a new battery and keep going. And the reflecting is reflecting on the lesson that I got from it. Don't take the negative from it. I look at abuse as almost like a, an arrow coming at me to teach me something, to get strong, just to break the peace a little bit more, just to break that teacup a little bit more. So it has to get sealed a little bit more with gold. I, I really want anyone who has gone through abuse to look at abuse not in a negative way. I know it's a negative thing, but I want to turn it into a positive by showing that we are survivors. We're not victims, we are survivors. So never to look at ourselves as a victim of abuse. We are the survivors of abuse. We are the warriors that stand strong. And then just releasing, crying. I cry all the time. I say it, it is healthy. It is good for you. It makes you see things in a different way. It releases the anger and the hurt and pain as well. Releasing is really good. And it's just like spilling tea. You make a mess, you pick it up and you go again. So that's where I am with the tea. But tea has always saved my life. I've always turned to tea. Uh, even on my crying spells, I turn and I grab a cup of tea and I just cry and drink the tea. And, you know, or I smell when I'm reflecting the tea. What's in this cup of tea? What lesson does this cup have for me? you know, because each cup is different. And that's what I'm doing with tea times is I'm making it a different cup and a different flavor and a different blend by having different guests and that and different countries as well, because I feel that it's not just Canada that has abuse or grief or mental health, it's worldwide. So I want to open up the, the world and say, we hear you, we see you, and we all can make a difference if we join together. So, Wow. That was a lot. I'm sorry for all the things that you you went through. Um, you know, 
as human beings, we, it's, it's tough. It's tough to feel pain and you're right. It, you know, abuse doesn't just happen in Canada. It's everywhere. And I think if you're human, you feel it at one time or another. Um, and for you to have gone through all of that and now dedicate your life to helping people just like you, it's very, like, I respect that so much. So thank you for doing that, you know, and it's not easy. It is a lot of work. Like even it is, it, it's a lot of work. So I just, I just feel like I, I want to give the world the opposite of what I was given. I was given a lot of hardships, a lot of abuse, but that doesn't mean that I have to give that to the rest of the world. It's not the world that hurt me. It was just a couple people that, and they may be broken too. They might've had it in their family or they, they you know, and I'm not, and I'm not, justifying their wrongdoings I'm just saying that I've come to the point where I've forgiven them and I've moved forward and I think that that's something that we all need to do as survivors of any type of abuse is we need to forgive within ourselves mm. not directly to them but within ourselves and then we can grow and we can heal and help others so you know it's so it's it's hard because I hear that a lot and I agree that we do have to forgive certain things but how do you do that you know, it's not easy, but it's like how, you know, we know we have to like overcome and we know we have to try to see, try to see all the lessons and things, but how do we do that? Like it, like, what's the first step that maybe somebody could do, or maybe what helped in your, in your experience, like for yourself? What helped for me was actually yelling in the woods, yelling mm -hmm. in pillows, screaming under the water in the bathtub, putting my head in the water and just screaming and praying and crying and saying, there's got to be better than this. And if I hold on to this, they have that control over me. They have that power over me. And I just, one day I said, you know what? I no, no longer want anyone to have any control over me. I want to control my own life. I want to control the power, my emotions, my feelings. Yes, I have hard days and I struggle, but that's part of everyday life. We all struggle. We all go through something, you know, and I really think that it's time for everyone just to be more authentic and be themselves and just say, you know what, I'm human and I fall, but let me help you up, you know, because we all need a helping hand. I can't do this by myself. I tell it to everyone all the time. I cannot do tea time without my guests. I could not do it without somebody saying, oh, yeah, let me have a cup of tea with you. And then when they come on tea time, they're like, oh, this is not the kind of tea that I was expecting. Uh, no. <laughs> you don't even have to drink tea, right? Doesn't it no, you don't even have to drink tea. Because the tea is not the beverage. The tea is ourselves. We have to look at ourselves as a cup in a vessel right? So the cup is the outer body and the tea is within. So why do we do things? What is the purpose behind things? Some people do it because they can, just because they can. Other people do it because of passion. Other people do it because they want to make a difference. They, or they seen something and they know that that person's not strong enough to do it, but they have the resources and the connections. So they do it. And then that person actually comes along and says, thank you for starting it. And the person who actually started it might say, you know what, now that you're strong enough, here you go. Continue mm, it. Yeah. You know, it's stepping stones because I've had a lot of people in my life to, to said, Liz, all you need is that one person to believe in you. Mm. Just one person. But that one person 
is not another person, if that makes any sense. Yes. That one person is yourself. Mm. When you start believing in yourself, you can do anything. And you're going to get judged whether you do good or you do bad, you know, whether you cry or you're happy. You're not smiling enough. You're not crying enough. You're not doing that enough. Everyone's so fast to judge instead of understanding. Where I'm just like, you know what? Just spill your tea. I, you know, okay, you were an, you had an addiction before, or you come from poverty and you, you know, I've had millionaires on my show who decided that wasn't enough for them. They wanted to do other things. And, you know, because money, when you have money and you have so much money, then what do you do with all that money? You know, maybe that you got where you wanted to go, but now you're not fulfilled again. So where do you go? You go backwards. Mm-hmm. So then you try, try to find yourself, right? The soul searching, you know, and success is different for everyone. For me, it's just seeing other people succeeding. That brings me joy. Like I've told you a lot, Nelia, that when I see somebody else shining, I'm like the cheerleader in the back. Yeah, go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> completely hundred percent. Right. I mean, this woman supports everybody. I don't know how she finds time in the day. Um, sometimes even more so than herself, but Yes. And it's incredible because that takes time too. Like, you know, it all takes effort. It all takes commitment. It all takes time. And although we all like to support each other, when you're, when you do it authentically and genuinely, genuinely, you have, it does, you have to put in the time because it does take, you know what I mean? It's not like a five minute thing. So thank you for doing that too. And you're playing such a big part in, in the community and not having people feel alone. Because do you agree that when you're, you know, going through life, there's so many things, ups and downs and tragedies and traumas and happiness and celebrations. And even in the good times, if you have nobody to share it with, never mind when it's bad times, life can be so hard. Yes. So your community is bringing people together. And, you know, I feel like you have to step out on your own to start. Like you have to believe in yourself, just like you said, you have to be your biggest advocate. But once you have a little bit of that glimpse and you start to feel better, that's when you need other people around you to help lift you up. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely need. And even when somebody who's living with mental health, like myself, I've lived with mental health since the age of 12. And I feel like even on my birthday, I got over hundreds and hundreds of messages that overwhelmed me. But it was nice that somebody took the time, those two seconds, just to say happy birthday, right? Because that's it means a lot to me, the personal little things. But I wasn't used to it growing up. Yeah. So when I get it now, or somebody wants to talk to me, or they want to hear my story, there's still that little girl that didn't get that, who was always told to be quiet, stay in the corner and everything. So that little girl does come back once in a while, right? But I, I could have a thousand people tell me that they love me. But if I really feel like I'm alone, I'm alone, you know, and sometimes it's hard to reach out and say, hey, I need someone, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you do say, hey, I need someone because I'm the strong one all the time. Everyone's like, oh, she's fine. She's fine. You know, she's just having a hard day. But there are days where I'm like, you know what? I need someone. I'm not, you know, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, hey, I'm over here. I need you. But that's very courageous to do. And it is hard to do it when you're not used to doing it, right? Because for me too, like I deal with certain mental illness and for many years, I don't do this now, but for many years I would hide it because I was ashamed or people aren't going to understand or people are going to think that I'm crazy. 
And now like we're here talking, you know, openly about these things, right? Which is so much healthier. And I just feel like it's okay when that little girl comes back because sometimes it's okay to have that reminder that this is why, this is my why, this is what I'm doing. This is why I need to be strong. And it's okay sometimes to not be strong and to feel that brokenness because that's genuine too, right? But I do agree with you. I agree that you need to get to a point that if you're feeling that lonely, you do need to reach out to people. And it is hard. It is. And sometimes I know for me, it was like, well, why can't people see that? You know, maybe because I'm trying to laugh or I used to wear a lot of different masks. I was like the best actress in my life. You know, I'd go, oh, I, I suck at acting. Oh, I would, they jam me like so fast. <laughs> I'd go to <laughs> work. Like, this girl cannot tell a lie. Can she not? <laughs> I, I tell on myself, like everyone, like, even when I was a little girl, I'll give you a story, Nelia. When yeah. I was a little girl, I lived with my grandparents for a while because we were in foster care and stuff like that. We moved a lot. My parents fought a lot in domestic violence and courts and all that, right? So we lived with my grandparents for a year on the farm. And my dad would come every second weekend. And my grandfather would always say, well, when's, gra- when's daddy coming to visit? Mm. And he'd say, one more night. So he played the song uh, Phil Collins, One More Night, oh, yes. all the time for me. But it was Father's Day, and I was in school. I was in grade five, and they had this Father's Day cake raffle, but it cost money to put for tickets. Well, I didn't know. I was too scared to ask Grandma and Grandpa for money, but I knew they had their coin jars because when they played cards, they always played with nickels and coins. So I actually took some quarters. I took $2 and quarters for this cake to get some tickets and surprise my dad when he came. But that was stealing from Grandma and Grandpa, right? Right. So... I actually won the cake. So I came home with this cake on the bus and the cake was all smashed up because the bus would bouncy ride in the old country roads. So, but I came in and I had this cake and my grandmother, the first thing she said to me was, how did you get that cake? And I said, well, I want it. And she said, did you take some money? I hadn't even said anything about the money, but they know grandma and grandpa's know, right? So I was like, yeah, I took a few coins and she's like, well, at least you won the cake. But she says, when dad comes, you're going to, dad's going to know that you took some money from grandma and grandpa and then daddy's going to have to pay us back. And I'd be like, oh, I was really sorry, but I had the cake. So, but even then you did it from your heart, you know, you did it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell on myself and my, and that's what my grandma said. That that kid always tells on herself. Like we don't even have to just give her some time. She'll come in. I get this. And I used to steal the rhubarb in the back of my grandma's house too and blame my sister. I was like, my sister took it. But she said, Lizzie, you're the only one coming in and asking for sugar. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. I've seen a picture of you when you were little. You're a cutie pie, let me tell you. Yeah. That's incredible. So Liz, what do you do for to take care of yourself? What kind of stuff do you do every day or every week or how often you do it? to really take care of, you know, your mental health and your, just your physical health and spiritually, like what type of things do you think, or maybe you can suggest to the audience? Oh, for myself, I like restoring driftwood. Mm-hmm. I love finding driftwood on the, on the lakes and on the shores and that, and bringing it home and restoring it and bringing magic. And then what I do is I write poetry on the driftwood and I kind of bring it back to life. I always seem to find pieces that have like animal faces or or mm. some kind of char- character face to it. So I paint it and I bring it all up. 
I have one big, huge piece that's in my room that's, I think it's eight feet long and it looks like wow. a dragon. So I'm, I'm putting like scales on it. So crafting is one of my, my things that I like to do. Uh, I love writing uh, and scribbling. I just like taking pencils and just scribbling. Sometimes, you know, we can't get the words out on the paper. So we just take a piece of paper and we just scribble. Like just spin it around and then go up and down and then the emotions, right? Let the release. Yeah. So I do a lot of that. So you'll see a lot of my pages. I'll scribble. I'll just like, and my kids will ask me, Mom, what did you do there? I said, oh, I'm doing some kind of craft. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Mm. And then I'll usually, what I'll do is I'll take the picture and I'll try to color it sometimes because I see a face or something in it. So that kind of almost like an adult coloring book, right? But mm. it's with the scribbling of my emotions. Uh, I love writing, drinking tea, of course, uh, hiking. I love the outdoors. I love the water. Uh, I love going down to the water and just listening to the waves and, and the birds. I like to talk to the, the animals and that. I feel like Snow White sometimes. It's <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. So a lot of the nature and a lot of crafting, like things with the hands. I love restoring old furniture. One day I want to restore a car. Everyone's oh, like, nice. I was like, I want to restore a Mustang. I don't know what it is, but I want to do like right from the, so I'm like that lady that you look at me and that, that's a tea lady, but she wants to do a car. She wants to do, yeah, I like to get dirty too. Like, like I'm all over. Uh, I'm really creative. I love doing things with my hands. Um, I think because I could always play with my hands when I was little, I couldn't use my mouth. I couldn't speak. So I always did like little finger tricks with my fingers or, you know, or kind of cross them into like, go like this. And then, oh, can I do like a trick? Oh, this can sound like, you know, kind of hand tricks. And so comforting, yeah. comforting for you. Yeah. It's yeah. Very therapeutic. I, I feel, I feel that too. When you work with your hands, like I do some stained glass or some drawings as well. I'm not very good at the drawings, but for me, it's not about how good it is. It's about just being creative, you know, yeah. and after, after suppressing my feelings for like 12 years, do you know how long 12 years is now? It's like, I let all the creativity out, whether yeah. it's songwriting, you have to, you have to let it out. When you were talking about how you used to scream, in the forest and how you would go underwater and scream. I could feel that agony. I could feel that anguish in that moment for you, even though I don't really know what it felt like, but I've done that. I've gone, you know, to, to Toronto and after work, I was just so outside myself going to like an alley and just people thought I was crazy <laughs> or you turned. But see, I can get away with being crazy because I actually have crazy papers. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I was diagnosed with conversion disorders so yes. and when you google conversion disorder anyone that's listening if you go and google conversion disorder the first thing that comes up is crazy it's in the head so yeah, I have crazy papers I literally have papers so I can get away with a lot of things because I am crazy <laughs> it's so great when we can laugh at ourselves isn't it like, yeah seriously if you're listening right now and you want to be a part of this crazy group we're good <laughs> <laughs> so great oh my gosh but thank you for sharing like all of the things that you do for yourself you know I can I would love to see one of your pieces like of the driftwood that sounds beautiful do you have any that you have on your website that we could see no no oh no. you need to put some up there well I'm working on doing uh I want to have it into an art show 
Mm -hmm. I want to literally put it into an art gallery with a couple pieces. So the piece that I was given was eight feet tall and it literally looks like a dragon. So I want to put like the dragon scales on it. And, and then I might write like a, a, a poem on the tail of the dragon. I haven't decided yet, or maybe even on the fin of the head. It literally looks like uh, uh, the dragon from dragon heart, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's really cool. I had one piece where it looked like a lizard and I painted it a salaman color. And my neighbor that lived next door to me one day, he seen it sitting outside drying and he had a snake as a pet. And he's like, my, my snake would really like that. I was like, well, it has a poem on it. And like, I really am not sure if I, and then he's like, no, I'll even pay you for that piece. Like it's gorgeous. And I was like, oh, Sounds okay. So different so yeah so he he actually paid me for the piece and he he took the piece and his snakes love it and wow he has it in their aquarium or whatever so yeah. i don't know how big the snake is anymore i don't like snakes so i was just like you can take the piece <laughs> if having it means the snake is going to be happy and staying in in the quarantine there we're yeah as long as it stays in it's where it needs to be i'm good it doesn't come through my wall and come into my house i'm good so that's funny oh my gosh so Liz, tell me about your writing. You're finishing a book? I just... Writing your fourth book? No, I'm on oh. my... I'm way past that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I have five books out right now. Wow. I have a sixth book coming out Labor Day weekend. I believe that's the launch date that we're looking for Labor Day weekend. And then I have another book that's coming out, I believe in September or October, where it'll be 120 different ladies from around the world that are in this book and it's uh, how we shine through COVID. So uh, how COVID and, and got us moving and, and that. So we turned it to success instead of, uh, you know, looking at it bad. So I don't know the layout of the book. I'm just, we're still working on that. Plus I'm working on a secret project for Miss Liz that I'm hoping to have launched by Christmas time, which will actually help a little bit more for people to understand what the TEA is. But it's going to be Miss Liz style, so it's going to be a lot different. It's going to be really creative and really you'll you'll, you'll see. There's a lot coming. <laughs> but no, I've read I've read, I've written in the four uh, four book series of Sacred Hearts Rising. So I wrote in book one, two, three, and four, and then I wrote in the Unstoppable Gems. Uh, Invisible Soul is coming out Labor Day weekend, and then the the one for COVID is coming out, and then hopefully by Christmas, I'm hoping to have. A special thing come out so there's a there's a lot coming out what it is yeah so do you find the writing is healing like the process of writing absolutely absolutely I, I loved writing with anthologies for the longest time but and coming on December it'll be Miss Liz all Miss Liz so that's something to look forward to uh, but it's not going to be just one it's going to be something special it's going to be really different oh. so that's all I can You're say. Very creative. So I'm excited to see what you come up with. Yeah. But Sacred Hearts Rising, I wrote in book one in 20, 2018. It came out. I started writing in 2017 with Brenda Hammond. She's a compiler of all of those books. Uh, then 2019, 2020, and 2021. So we just released the last one in, in March of this year. They're all bestsellers on Amazon. So you can find you can find them all on Amazon. Uh, and Unstoppable Gems with Charlotte Howard. She was the lady that compiled that book. And that, again, is a bestseller. So, yeah, and there's five, the five out. Books. Yeah, yeah. So people can have a look if they're interested, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What's your, what's your website? 
My website is www.misslizsteaparties.com. Yes, and I am so excited because I get to be on Liz's show. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, we're gonna... I'm like, oh, I, I am completely booked. Like I, I have a few open slots if anybody would really like to be on the live live talk show. And I only do it once a week because I want to support other podcasters out there. I don't feel that we need to be doing seven days a week or five days a week when other people are out there that we can support as well. I'm big on supporting. So if I do one day, another person does one day, another person, we can actually support more people that way. When we're doing a podcast every day, we're taking away from someone else that could be taking that 10 minutes, you know? So I'm, I'm really open to showing people that we can less is more sometimes, Mm. you know, and if we show that we can support other people, maybe those people can come on our shows. Like you are coming on mine, I'm coming on yours. You know, we can support one another more, but if we're just full, 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 full. Now, if you're podcasting and that is what you're, that's all you're doing, then I understand. But I mean, if it's, if it's something that you're, you can do other things and support another podcaster, I really encourage other people to support one another and just say, you know what, I'm only going to do maybe three days a week, and then I can take two days and support two, two other podcasts. You know what I mean? I so we can that. support one that. another. Yeah, and, and when you give each other a chance to speak, like sometimes you could say, like, let's say you had a script, which we never do, but let's say you had a script and you were going to read a paragraph, and then the next uh, host would come on and do the same thing and say exactly the same thing. Depending on how you say it or the story behind it, the listener will get something different out of it. And so sometimes we hear the same thing over and over, but it takes one specific person that we connect with to actually listen to it and hear it for the very first time. So I love I love that you guys do that. I think it's really special. Well, it shows that we can support one another, right? And we're 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 there for each other. And that's how humanity is gonna come back is when we start supporting. And I'm the lady that likes to connect the dots. Like my Sunday shows that I do on the radio, it's connecting the dots for humanity. And what I'm doing is I'm spilling a different tea each Sunday. And when I say spilling a different tea, it's not a different flavor. It's not like green tea, berry tea, any kind of tea. It's the tea of the words. So I'll give you travel escapes away. Uh, transition empowerment action you know I'm using words but the tea is flowing so like my tea that's coming up this Sunday I I believe I treasure elevates accommodations I think that's what I have this very interesting I like it Love it. So we use words and we actually open up the mind. And when I'm spilling my teas on Sunday, I'm actually sharing music, fun facts. I'm reading tea leaves, uh, message cards and stuff. like. So I just kind of bring that different to the table. Mm. And I really love different. When I see different, I'm like, yeah, yes, <laughs> there's, there we go. Right. Like someone's ready to spill a good tea, you know, I, I, I think we need that. We need that difference in the world. We need that uniqueness, you know? Yeah. And that's what I like, love about you, Nellie. I the Aww. ukulele. Thanks. You know, I'm just like, like, who thinks of the ukulele? Like, I'm like, really? I was a little girl. I wanted to play one of those. And I was like, oh. And then I meet somebody who actually has a ukulele project. Like, seriously, like, it, it's really incredible how the lines, the alignment comes 
and that. So yeah, it's it's really, I feel for me, spilling tea is spilling goodness, mm. spilling connection, spilling support, understanding, you know, all the things that I wanted as a child. I wanted that. I wanted that understanding, that support, you know, connection, that, you know, the encouragement. I wanted all of those things when I was little. So now as an adult, I'm saying, you know what, I can give all of those things and it doesn't cost anything. Just my time. One of the best ways to give when it doesn't even cost money. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's your time that's the most valuable, the time we cannot get back. And that's what you're doing. You're using your time to to change lives and you're using your time for, for good, you know. Yeah. But like you said, you're supporting all these people. But at the same time, what do you feel in return when you're helping people? Oh, my God, joy. I'm yes, like joy. Yes. It's, it's like having a bowl of fruity pebbles. It's like joy. It is awesome. Yes. Like you feel the colors, you feel the, you feel the happiness for someone, you know? And I always tell my kids this, it's okay to shine other people. Mm. You're not taking the light away from yourself when you're shining others. You're actually shining with them because they're saying, yeah, thank you for the support. Thank you for encouraging me. You know, so there's joy. It's positive. It's good. It's like a rainbow, right? Like it's colorful. It's like fruity pebbles. Like I love fruity pebbles. So <laughs> I, know, I, always, oh, I always describe it like this fuzzy feeling you can't get through anything else. Like you, if somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, you're so beautiful and you're so smart and you're so this and you're so that, I'm kind of like, eh, but you don't feel like, that really that happy but when you give the feeling you get back it's like I don't know I can never find I don't think there's a word in the English dictionary that I can really um, measure how much it makes me feel you know it manages my anxiety my depression um, my loneliness my self-worth everything everything comes from that you know it takes the focus off of me and my bad days and and puts the good focus on other people. If you give hope, then you get hope. I believe it is, I know from my experience that it is the number one way to help manage all of these things. You know, therapists have their place. Grief therapy has their place. But I really feel that for me, in my experience, this was the thing that helped me survive all the things and continues to do that every day. Yeah. So I love that you do that for others and that you're reaping the rewards for yourself. That's amazing. You're incredible. Well, thank you. <laughs> I just love seeing people shine. Like, I don't know what it is. I, it's almost like somebody gave me the best lollipop out there. It's like, you, you know, those, lo- I know I'm going to give away my age, but <laughs> the lollipops that used to have the jawbreakers on them. Oh, and yes. The colors would break down. That is almost like it feels like the breaking down of all of the joy and then the bubble gum is right in the middle, right? And I get to that bubble gum because I got to see you shine and I got to see you grow. And I love seeing people that I've met like five, 10 years ago, and then they're shining so much. And I'm like, do you know how much growth you've seen? And I even look at myself like that. Well, I'll look at pictures where I'm like, who is that girl 10 years ago? Like, where is, who is that? Oh, that's me. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Love that analogy of the lollipop because you can even talk about it like as you're sucking the lollipop and it's changing colors, it's like the layers of your pain are disappearing and the treat is right in the middle. Yeah. You know, that's a good old bubble gum. Like, 
I love that. There's your title of your next book. Yeah. Back on that Layer. lollipop, get rid of the pain. <laughs> Layers of the lollipops that a bubble gum. Pop. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So what's what's happening next for you, Liz? Well, there's a lot of writing coming up. There's a yeah. lot of I'm I'm really working on trying to get tea into the schools. If anyone is open to having me come and speak in any school worldwide, I'm willing to travel. I want to bring in the tea because for me is teaching education awareness. I want to even get into the boardrooms. Like I want to, I really want to liven up your boardrooms and find out what your, what your coworkers are doing, what your staff is doing. And actually by opening up, because what I do is I ask, what is the tea? So when I say, what is the tea? I'm asking for a word for the TEA. So for me, it's teaching education awareness. So teaching from my past, educating in my present and being aware that my future can change at any time. Another T that I serve is transformation, empowerment and action. Transformation from the past, all of the stuff that was given to me, the empowerment that I'm using to transform from the past into the present and the action of moving forward and releasing the past. So it goes with the releasing the reflecting and the recharging. All of my T's are always those three as well, is the three R's that are in the T. So you get that, you want to really, really make a mess. You want to spill it. So that's what I'm looking for is I'm looking to get into schools. I'm looking to get into the boardrooms, get into the classrooms and talk to the kids. And what by talking and asking, what is your T? We're actually getting people to start having an open dialogue again, open communication, using words to express feelings. Uh, I do this with my grandchildren. I ask them what their tea is, well, my step-grandkids, because my, my granddaughter is only one, but she, she'll Aww. get there. But she, I have already taught her how to drink tea. She does a little pinky thing at one. So <laughs> <laughs> grandma's already shoulder that. But I asked my step-granddaughter, I said, what is your tea today at the dinner table? And she said, tigers eats apples. And my daughter said, well, that's not a tea. And I said, yes, it is a tea. That's her tea. Don't tell anyone that it's not their tea. I said, each person has their own different tea. So, and then my daughter said, okay, well, tell me what tigers eat apples mean as a tea mom. I said, well, tigers means that she's feisty. She's little and she's, she's got a temper. She's pretty feisty and tigers are always underestimated. So she felt underestimated in the home somehow or in her life. Somebody was underestimating what she was really wants to do or who she wanted to be. Mm. And then she said, eat. Well, we were at the dinner table. We were in the presence. She was eating. And then apples is a new beginning. So my daughter was like literally looking at an apple as an apple, but an apple is a new beginning, a new start. So she was actually starting a new process in life. She's becoming a teenager. She's going, she's out of the teeny bopper. So she's transforming. So -hmm. she has a new beginning coming. So she was actually telling us who she was by telling us Taggers eats apples. Wow. You know, and that's just a tea. So if we go into the schools and we ask the children, even in kindergarten, what is your tea? They might say it's hot, it's this, because they don't know the words yet because they haven't learned the T words or the A word or the E word. So they'll give you a different tea. But as they get older, we come in and we say, what is your tea? We can even start saving lives by saying, what is your tea? Because if a kid is going through trauma at home, they could say trauma, the A for abuse, uh, E for excuses. And they might be able to tell us that something is going on at home without even saying what's actually going on by people just spilling teas, by just releasing what is coming. And that's why I always tell everyone, don't overthink your tea. 
And don't try and think of T and E and A words. When I ask you what your T is, whatever comes to your tongue, your thoughts at that time is what your T is. But we all have different T's. We have T's of moment, T of day, T of month, T of year, and a T of life. Hmm. For me, my T of life is teaching educational awareness, but I have a different T each day. There's some days where, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm troubled. I'm just troubled today, you know? And then I'm giving excuses because I'm troubled, you know? And then my attitude just sucks. So there's another T, you know what I mean? So trouble, excuses, and attitudes. There, I just gave you a strong T, you know? So we, we, we have to start looking at words as a way of expressing and having that open dialogue again, you know, because we don't talk enough. We don't communicate enough. Mm -hmm. So if you're spilling tea, you're not doing any harm to anybody. You're making a mess. You go and clean it up. It's a Nile three, like, you know, and then you start again. Like, I can you see know, how they... comfortable you make your guests. It's, you know, you're, you're very, um, yeah, you're very open and, and lovely to like speak with. That's yeah. great. I love all of your ideas. I don't know. I'm, I was trying to think about what my tea would be, but you're probably going to ask me that when I come on your show. Yes, I will. But I don't know. And I'll know if you, if you, if you have, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to think of it because I can tell when you overthink it or when you overfill it. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't try, but my grandma gave me this tea for a reason. She knew at a young age that tea would be my life. And for me, tea has really gotten me through life mm. and it has given me strength and everyone has a tea story within them. Somebody has had a cup of tea and everywhere around the world knows what tea is. So they automatically think they beverage. So I've already got you hooked when I say, let's come to have tea. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting you down and I'm like, oh no, now you're going to give me some words. I'm going to pick your brain and I'm going to make you spill. Like, you know, I'm going to make you spill and make a mess. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what mine would be. I don't know. So we encourage and challenge everybody to send us your thoughts, like email me at hello at neliahut.com and just tell me, you know, drop Liz a line on her through her website and just tell us what your tea is. What does that mean for you? And that would be really interesting conversation. You know, I would, I would love to have some of those, um, you know, people connect with us. I would love to have some of those people come on and maybe talk about that. Not, no pressure. You don't need to, but it'd be very interesting. I don't know what it would be for me. I think the E would be emotion because I'm huge on just emotion because I did shut out a lot of mine for a very long time. Um, but the T, I don't know. I don't know. Just at the top of my head would be um, maybe try or um, I don't know, transfer for like transferring love from one person to another, maybe. Oh, a, I don't know. Allow maybe just allow things to happen. I don't now know. say those three words together. I don't know. I don't know. What were they? <laughs> <laughs> Transfer emotions okay. and allow. And allow. Now say those three words. Transfer emotions and allow. You just spilled the tea. Mm -hmm. That's how simple it is. Yes. It could but be now when you resonate and you reflect on those yeah. words, you really feel that your tea is coming out 
-hmm. you know, because transfer, you've transferred since you were a little girl to the emotions that you are today. You share your emotions today, where you said that you had held your emotions in for 12 years, Nelia. Yeah, I did. So see, you transferred your past to your present, and you're allowing your future to be what it is. You know what I, you know what I mean? So you've actually spilt a good, strong cup of tea. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it's that yeah. simple because we overthink it so much, right? Yeah. But when we make a cup of tea, do we even think of it? We put our sugar, we put our honey in, and then we just, oh. right? So we don't think. So when we're it's spilling our tea. The perfect thing. It's about finding something that shows how we feel in that moment. Exactly. Mm, I love now it. you got the tea now <laughs> so Liz is there anything we didn't talk about today that you want to talk about you had mentioned the teabag story award yes. I want to yes. I want to get that out there because I actually have the junior teabag story award out there as well so this is an award that is not given to everyone there was only seven awards out there oh and what happened was before COVID came I was having fundraising Miss Liz was started in 2015 and I was starting to do community fundraising events and I was hosting and I had speakers. So I'd have a speaker that would use a, use a service, part of the service. And if they would have known, they would have came to the service. So the three different types of a service. So I did a couple of tea parties for Bree families of Cornwall and I did some uh, for Bowen House, a uh, woman's shelter. I'd like to give back to the people that have helped me through my journey as well and bring awareness to them. And I would have speakers share. So when I did the one for grief, a lot of people were surprised on the stories that I brought to the table because grief is not just somebody passing. Grief is also a loss of a job, a loss of innocence, a loss of um, a partner, you know. Um, health through, even. You know, yeah. yeah, your mental health and that. So there's a lot of different griefs out there. So I wanted to bring that to the table as well. And what I did is I hosted tea parties and I brought different menus. So I brought creative menus to the table as well. So, and there was always 28 items on my menu. I don't know why 28, oh. but there was 28. So what Brewery Families, I did a bacon tea party. So I did bacon, <laughs> bacon teas and all that. I had some teas that went with bacon and I did uh, sweet and savory and salty. Um, then I did a strawberry tea party. I did a lemon tea party, um, chocolate tea party. So I've done different types of teas and I want people to kind of open up the mind. And with my tea parties, I would actually have people uh, pick the teacup that they wanted. So I, I bring my big collection of 500 teacups. I laid them wow. all out on a table. Wow. It, takes, it usually takes two or three tables to fill them up. I thought and you I let, say it takes two to three days to set them up. <laughs> no, I'm pretty fast. I'm pretty doo doo. So uh, I guess I collect tea stuff and that. And I put them out there for a reason because my grandma used to do that with me. She used to put a couple teacups on the table and she let me pick the one that I wanted. Mm. And I always picked a different one because it depended on the day, my mood or something like that I was drawn to. And a lot of people found that really refreshing because they got to pick the cup instead of going to a table where it's already placed and that's what you're drinking out of. They got to pick what they liked mm. and they got to enjoy. And a couple people had even asked me, well, can we keep this teacup? And I'd be like, let me see the cup. And then I'd look at them and I wanted to really see if it really connected with them mm. or if they just wanted a teacup because some people just want stuff, right? Right. <laughs> and so I've actually given out five teacups during my tea parties and, and the, 
the people that come to me, I actually seen it in their eyes that they were connected to the cup. I don't know if it was a cup that maybe they had in their family before, or they, you know, it brought back a memory. I just felt that they were really connected to that cup. And for me, that cup was, it was time to be passed on. It was time to release wow, and let go. So, so much. So that was part of what my grandma would say was releasing, right? So sometimes we hold on to things so much because it was given to us or we collect it. And then we have a hard time releasing and letting go. But that's what life is all about too, is we all come and we all go. So mm -hmm. we all have to learn to release. So that's what I was doing was I was doing that. And then I had speakers and I surprised my speakers. They did not know about it. I created a wooden plaque. It is one of a kind. There's so many different colors of stains out there. So each award is a different stain color what that I felt that was, out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So each one doesn't have the same award, but they have the same outline on it hmm. with their name, but it shows us that we're all different in different colors and different flavors mm -hmm. and I just felt like these certain colors were drawn for these people you know uh, I was like a dark stain for this one a light stain for that one and I created it with a JC's creations in Cornwall here and we created these plaques with their names hand engraved and everything in there so it was all homemade from a mom and pop shop and I was given I gave them after everyone spoke and then the junior award came in with the virtual tea times I only had one kid on my tea time because I'm very protective of children because of my life. And Richard came on, he was 12 years old at the time and he shared about how he felt about online schooling with COVID and all that. Okay. So he received a junior award, but the junior award is made different than the adult award. It's made like a shield, the shield of the tea bag for the kids. Mm. And this award is given out to people who are courageous and willing to share their stories and actually open up and heal. Because once they share, that door is open for them to share again. Mm. Longer trapped in that cage because I've already given them that tool and I gave to share. And the awards actually have helped them. And just to feel appreciated for sharing their stories. And that's why I didn't make it so that everyone can get it. It's only people that I feel that have really grown from sharing their stories that will receive this. Now, with all of my virtual tea times, I've given everyone a participation certificate to show my support and appreciation for all of those guests as well, because I'm big on appreciating people taking the time and giving me that time and space in life. So that's what I do is I and I'm not saying that everyone out there should be doing this. This is who I am. And this is what I do is I just think that appreciation takes it even an extra step further in life. And do you think, Liz, that's because you didn't feel appreciated? Absolutely. But you know the value of yep. how it feels to receive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I wasn't, even when I was an adult, that wasn't appreciated. And when I stood up for myself after being in domestic violence for 16 years, um, all my family turned on me. Uh, I, I was married to a narcissist. So if anybody knows what a narcissist is, they are good at Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. everyone sees the good and we see the bad so there's no uh and a lot of abuse happened at nighttime mm. um, most of my abuse for even from childhood it was at nighttime so they could hide it more right because right. no no witnesses so uh yeah I, I never got appreciated like 
if I went back to school, it was, oh, you're a housewife and you're married now. You don't need to be in school. You know, there was, it was always knock me down. Just keep knocking Liz down. And one thing my family hates even to this day, and they even say it now, why do you keep getting up? <laughs> and I said, I don't like it down on the ground. I'm <laughs> sorry. And I don't do it for you. I do it for me. And I do yeah. it for all the people that my message helps. Yeah. You know, you go, we have to remember the people that not everybody's going to get what we do, but it's the people who really need it that are going to get it. And that's who we do it for. Yeah. You know, honestly, wow. You have been very honest today and very genuine in sharing. And, you know, I think it's those moments that um, do help people even, you know, even just me and you like just helping understand, you know, the, how difficult things were and and how you still overcame and how you can still do all these beautiful things that you're doing despite all of the stuff that happened to you because it doesn't it's part of you but it's not who you are it's not your identity yeah. sometimes that's very uh difficult to separate you know and i think if you're listening right now to the show and um you know, you're feeling some of these things, reach out to us, reach out to Liz. She's awesome. As you can tell. Oh, you can reach me 24 <laughs> seven. Reach out to me, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's just have a conversation. So yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on here and, and sharing all of these things. And I think it's incredible what you're doing. I mean, even the awards are so specific and creative and everything that you stand for. And I, I just love it. I can't wait to come on and learn more about you. <laughs> I can't wait to make you spill more tea, girl. Oh, no. So, Liz, <laughs> I'm going to ask you something that I ask some of my guests before we, before, we, uh, before we go today. Okay. What would you say is the biggest gift you gave to yourself that changed how you felt about yourself? The biggest gift I gave to myself was speaking out. Mm. I was scared as heck to speak out. Uh, but once I spoke out, it was like, you let the lion out of the cage. Like anyone who knew me even five years ago says, Liz, you have your voice now. Uh, I used to be a mouse. I used to whisper. I used to ask, is it okay if I do this? Can I say this? Is it okay if I come? I, I always needed to, to ask if it was okay. I said that a lot. Is it okay? Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I won't do that again. So I think the biggest gift I gave myself was just sharing and speaking out and finally saying, you know what, you already did what you did to me. You can't do any worse, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I've been through so much that it was like, if you're going to come for me, you're going to, I've already been through it. You know, the only thing I haven't gone through is death. So I hope that that I know that the, that day is going to come for myself one day because we all pass. But I mean, speaking out and sharing was my biggest gift I gave to myself because I actually gave the inner child a chance in life. And a voice for sure. Sounds so powerful when I hear you say it. Yeah. yeah. I'm so proud of you. And thank you for dedicating all this time to, to helping others and, and to, let them know that it's okay. It's okay to have those days, but don't stay there. It's okay to um, stand up for yourself, you know, and find your own identity, despite what everybody thinks, despite how many people want to hold you down. And, you know, 
But I get a lot of people that, oh, you're just a lady that spills tea. Yeah, but my tea is a way different tea than any tea. It's tea because they there. don't understand. They haven't taken yeah. the time to understand, you know. That's- and I'm okay with that because I don't want everyone. And I say this all the time. I don't want everyone to love my tea. Mm-hmm. All I want you to do is understand your tea because it's not about me. Mm-hmm. I feel that I'm here to be a messenger for people to open up and actually just spill who they truly are. Because we're so full of masks and so full of society tells us to do this and do that so that we were programmed and we do it that way. Mm. That we're so scared of just being ourselves. So scared of crying in public. So scared of saying, hey, that's not right. Or you see somebody abusing somebody on the street and you say, hey, you know, because I know for myself as as, as a survivor of, I almost said that V word and I won't. As a survivor, I wanted someone to come and say, yes, he needs help. You know, I was that lady with the fat lip. Why isn't anybody asking questions why she has a fat lip or why I wore the sunglasses or, you know, or why I wore the turtlenecks in the summertime? You know, those were the things like you, nobody's seen or they seen or they didn't want to help. Because society says, no, no, don't stick your nose in there. Yeah. You know, it could be dangerous or, you know, it's not your business or whatever. So if, so I think what you're like, I like that, love that message that you're sharing with us, because maybe you're listening and you're not the person who's being abused, but maybe you're the person who kind of doesn't really look around and and see what's happening around them. And if you're Mm -hmm. that person and you just heard Liz talk about how important it is to be there to save somebody, be there to ask the questions. You could honestly make such a difference. You could be that one person that believes in that person or that stops more, more violence and more, you know, don't be afraid to take a chance. Of course, don't put yourself in a, you know, in a scary situation. No, don't put yourself in a dangerous situation. Don't put yourself in a dangerous situation, but there's always something. You can always call someone else or there's always something that you can do. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. For that, I think I think we all need to be more aware um, and not wear blinders, you know, and and listen to what's not being said. Exactly. Because a lot of yeah, a lot of times when people are being abused, they don't talk about it, like you said, and you don't want to assume, um, and you don't want to give advice, but you do want to pay attention. So just pay attention to one another. We're all here on this earth for the same reason. We all want to be loved. We all want to be listened to. We all want to feel like we have a voice. And when people try to push us down, rather than getting up, we tend to say, okay, I'm not worth it. And that's why I need to be quiet. And it's sad to me, but it's so common. And it makes sense if you're that type of person that does not feel confident, you know, like I wasn't always like, like I am now either. It, it, it's hard work. It's hard work, but please, please know that you're not the only one. And I know sometimes it feels like you're alone, but you're not. You really aren't. So just reach out, reach out to somebody you can trust. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.